Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Today on the show, the witty and sharp Sashir Zameda. For many of us, Sashir first popped up on our radar when she became the first black woman added to the cast of Saturday Night Live, seven years after actress Maya Rudolph left. And Sashir wasn't just a fresh face on the scene. She was vibrant, funny, and a ray of sunshine after a dark cloud, particularly SNL's often criticized lack of diversity. Now, Sashir is spreading her wings and starring in other TV roles, including on Hulu's hit series, Woke. So you can't solve one thing, but you're going to solve everything. Hold up. Bigger platform comes with a bigger microscope. And activists are vicious. That was vicious. I told you I got this. Share your thoughts on hunger. Daylight savings time. Save the tree frogs, brother. She's also heading to a stage near you on her cross-country stand-up comedy tour. We're joined now by the actress, comedian, and writer. Sashir, welcome to Reset. Hello. Thanks for having me. Congratulations on all these exciting projects. You are so busy right now. You've got not one but two TV shows. You've got a comedy special that we can stream, the stand-up tour, a podcast. I wonder if it's getting tougher for you to stay organized these days. That's so funny. I was just talking to a couple people yesterday about getting an assistant, and I was like, I don't know if I'm that busy. And they're like, you're on two TV shows. You're busy. (laughs) You're a little busy. (laughs) You are super Um, busy. Yeah. Yeah. But I like it. I like being busy. I like, and thankfully, these are all things that I love and enjoy doing. So it doesn't really feel like work all the time. Well, that's that's incredible. And right now you're playing the role of a reporter named Ayana in the show Woke. That's now in its second season. So for those who aren't familiar, can you tell us what the show's about? Yes. Uh, Woke is based off of a real person's life, Keith Knight, who is a cartoonist from the Bay Area. And he talks about how he introduces his blackness into his work and how he navigates having a white audience and how he wants to kind of change the themes and tones of his work. And that is evident in the first season. And my character, Ayana, is kind of like the woke guru. She's already been woke and is kind of leading the main character into this world. And in the second season, I think we dissect the word woke and the idea of wokeness in a lot of different ways and each character kind of has their own journey individually with that theme. And I think it's really cool because we don't really tell you the right way to be woke. We just kind of show you different journeys and it's kind of up to the audience to figure out what they align with the most. I love that. Like a show don't tell type of philosophy. Exactly. Yeah. Cause people, you know, don't like to be preached to. And I feel like the woke, the word woke is so loaded now anyway right but there's a way to talk about it that's also funny while being enlightening at the same time yeah how do you do that how do you do the funny when you're actually dealing with some heavy subject matter yeah well i mean i think 
any topic has the capability of being funny if it's rooted in reality and rooted in real life because real life is very funny. (laughs) And and also, I feel like comedy is a great way to get people to break down their defenses and listen to something that they maybe were averse to listening to before because you you don't know you're learning something when you're laughing. And I think that's a, it's a nice tool to use when you're trying to create change. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, is it true that you actually wanted to be a journalist before changing your major to, to theater? Yeah. yeah, I actually shadowed a journalist in Indianapolis where I went to high school and, you know, tried to learn what was going on. And I think what I realized is that the thing I liked the most about it was being on TV. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I took... I took that part with me, but... Oh, that's so uh, common. I, like, I remember my days in, in J school and how many people were literally just there to be on the 6 o'clock news mm-hmm. <laughs> and and who yeah, are not I'm doing sure. this anymore now when I check back with them. They're doing something else. Exactly. But I do think I still use some of the journalistic skills that I learned in my comedy because like, a lot of my jokes are things that I researched or things that I was like, I'm mad about this, or I'm curious about this, or I'm confused about this. And I started doing some digging. And then I kind of frame it in a way that's like storytelling, like, or that's in a funny framework, and then present it on stage. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like that's my secret weapon as a comedian, nice. where I feel like not all comedians like doing that kind of stuff, but I do. You're also currently starring in ABC's Home Economics, which I understand that began shooting during the pandemic, but you guys never had to shut down production, right? Thank goodness we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Originally. I think we shot the pilot in fall of 2020. And so, yeah, we only, we've only known shooting in the pandemic, uh, which is funny, but yeah, I feel like we had a really good crew that was super on top of everything and making sure everyone was COVID safe. And we had to wear all these masks and shields and gloves and stay six feet apart, which mm-hmm. is a very arduous way to shoot a show, but it worked and we never had shut down. Thank God. And yeah, we, the second season is still airing right now on ABC and it's a really fun show to do. It really is. It's a, it's a great show. Um, but I mentioned that the tops this year, you became a cast member on Saturday night live, kind of a strange time that the show was being criticized for not having any black women on the cast, right? You were actually just the fifth black woman to join the cast in in a 40-year history. So for you, how did that feel entering the arena at that time? I mean, I wanted to enter that arena for so long. I was so grateful. I had been auditioning for that show, um, I think, since 2011 or something. So I think to people on the outside, it maybe looked like I was, like, plucked (laughs) or... Or just like I just popped up due to the criticism of the show, but I the show already knew who I was, and and I think a lot of other people who already auditioned too. So I would hope that I would have already been on this track anyway. Mm-hmm. And the way I got hired was, you know, different than a lot of people's hiring process. Mm-hmm. But I was just glad to be there, and and I think there's, like, no training for anyone when they get on that show. It's just, like, you hit the ground running and go, and I'm so glad I did it because it was such a great training ground for everything. Like, when you produce a sketch, you write it, you pick the costumes, you kind of, like, 
figure out how it's going to be executed on air. And those are skills that you don't really get on a ton of other shows. So I, I feel like I left that show feeling like I could do anything. And so far, it's true. I, I would say so. You know, on the show, you also did some really good celebrity impressions, right? And they were so good, Sashir. It seems like years after you've left SNL, people just cannot let it go. I want to play a little bit of what you had to say about that recently. I did a show once and at the stand-up club, and this woman came up to me after the show and she goes, that was really great, but I was hoping you would do more impressions. And I was like, oh, well, I just chose to do stand-up in this stand-up club. <laughs> and she goes, I know, but I was really hoping for like Michelle Obama or Beyonce or Nicki Minaj. I was just hoping for more impressions. And I go, well, maybe next time. That's what I said. But what I wish I said was, oh, I was hoping for more impressions. <laughs> of you. <laughs> oh, I was hoping for more impressions. <laughs> Is there a part of you that just kind of wants to show the world what else you can do? Absolutely, yeah. And I feel like that's what's happening right now in my career. I'm getting more of a chance to put my voice out into the world and people are knowing me specifically as a comedian as opposed to like that girl that we saw on SNL or that girl we saw over here. Like I'm, I'm getting more of Sashir in the world, and I, I really love that. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you are just tuning in, our guest is actress and comedian Sashir Zameda. We're talking about her love for comedy and the hilarious ways that she makes people laugh ahead of her stand-up show that's happening this weekend in Chicago. You were born in Japan, which I found interesting. You grew up in the Midwest in Indianapolis, raised by this military family. What was your childhood like? What was the best part? Ooh, I was a military brat and I, we bounced around a bunch. And I feel like that did help me be really adaptable to change. Like, you know, we left every two years to go to a different place. So I feel like that's great for me as far as like being able to switch gears in my career, switch gears in my life, move to different places. Yeah. So I, I liked that part. And also because I was always the new kid, I, I think that's kind of where my comedy developed because I had to like impress kids really, really quickly so that I could be funny and be the, the their new friend very fast. Ah, so that was your way in. I think that, yeah. I mean, honestly, I know a lot of comedians who are military brats. I think that's, I think there's like a connection there where we're just able to quickly read people's energy and know how to like get in there. So yeah, I'm thankful for that. Makes sense. And you and your mom, you both share a love for Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then did the show inspire your name, too? It sure did, yeah. My my parents are Trekkies, and <laughs> they were watching an episode, and Captain Kirk was flirting with this alien princess, like he usually does. And he gave her a rose, and the princess goes, oh, we have something like this on my planet, except it's made out of crystal, and it's called Sashir. And my parents are like, that's it. <laughs> that's the name. That's that's <laughs> She's going to be a star. Yeah. <laughs> it all worked out. It all worked out according to plan. Uh, I mentioned earlier uh, on the list of things that you're up to is a podcast. And this is pretty cool because you're doing this with your BFF, Nicole Byer. And she's also 
in the industry, and it's called Best Friends, which is awesome. I listen to it. I feel like I'm eavesdropping on your just your day-to-day girl chat. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we want. This is how we would be talking to each other anyway. We just happen to have microphones in front of us, and it's fun. It's It's nice. We just talk about our friendship. We catch up. We answer friendship questions that other people might have. And it's so funny. When we started this podcast, I had no idea the array of friendship questions we could possibly get, but mm-hmm. it's it's incredible. Like, I think there's a lot of focus on romantic relationships in the media or family relationships or parental relationships, but not a ton on, like, friendships and how important that can be, especially adult friendships. Yeah, so and, important, especially you know, now. Especially now, yeah. Like, you know, we're in the pandemic and we didn't get to see a lot of people. And then I think we realized how valuable personal relationships actually are. And so we have a lot of people who are craving that energy and and those feelings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we try to answer these questions as best we can. We have, we've had like a 13 year friendship, which is, you know, it, which that's is awesome. Good. We have, we have <laughs> downs. <laughs> so we're not experts, but we're trying. And it's nice because people feel like they are also our friends and we, and we want them to feel like they're a part of this too. You mentioned the word cravings a moment ago. I've got to ask you, what is up with this title? Sashir has a hot dog problem. <laughs> You're really obsessed with hot dogs? Uh, I love <laughs> hot dogs. <laughs> and I think the problem we were talking about in the episode is that I've been getting migraines uh, as, you know, in my, as I'm aging, I guess. And I was looking up things to avoid to not get migraines, and hot dogs was on the top of the list. Oh, who knew? Have you tried a Chicago-style hot dog? You have. I have. Do you like it? great. I do. I am a bit of a purist. I don't need a ton of stuff on my hot dog. See, me neither. (laughs) I am so boring. It's ketchup, and that's it. (laughs) Yeah. I eventually got to mustard. I I do like a ketchup-mustard combination. (laughs) But yeah, when we start adding, like, vegetables and it starts looking like a, like a salad i'm like this is a different food this is now a different meal now <laughs> I, was, I was here for the hot dog right 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 but uh aside from the tv shows the podcast as i said you're also back on stage you're doing stand-up comedy which is where you clearly shine let's listen but if i had to choose what type of person would make over my life so i'm more successful in the world i'd pick a straight white man every time You guys really know how to dominate the system that you built for yourself. (laughs) Nami? (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) So you are coming to Chicago. You're performing at the Den Theater this weekend. What can you tell us about the Witching Hour Tour? Well, uh, the Witching Hour Tour has been very fun. I'm gearing up to shoot my special in June. So a lot, a lot of this material that you're seeing is going to be what I'm going to be shooting. And I'm really, really, really excited about it. My last special came out in 2017, and I was supposed to shoot this one in 2020. And, of course, you know, the Something world happened that year. Something happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Things had to get postponed. Right. But I'm actually thankful for the delay because, I mean, honestly, I kind of grew and changed as a person. I feel like a lot of people did. And I've been able to be more reflective and um, self-aware. And I feel like that's kind of changed some of the stuff I'm talking about. And 
yeah, I'm really excited for people to see this material because oh, yeah. it's, it's very me. It's very thematic with what I've been doing, but there's an evolution, and I'm excited for people to see that change. Really excited for that upcoming special, too. Tell me something, live performances versus being on TV sets, how do they compare for you? Ooh, I mean, I, I love live performances. That's where I started. I studied theater in college. I did improv when I moved to New York, um, and stand-up followed shortly after. I, I love the connection, that immediate response you get from an audience, because it just feels so pure. I don't need anything else. I don't need a set. I don't need costumes. I don't need, sometimes I don't, don't need a mic. I can just be talking and yeah. directly get my voice to the people and they can let me know how they feel right there. And yeah, I, I instant I gratification, the instant gratification. Yes. It's, it's, you can't compare to that. And I love doing TV and movies. I mean, it's, it's very fun. It's a cool way to tell stories, but I, there's something about performing live that, really makes me feel like like it's magic. Yeah, you're it's, so good. In the moment. You look so comfortable on stage, too. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I look, I'm like almost trying to look for moments where you look nervous, and I'm like, oh, my God, why is she so calm? She's a natural. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, you know, it's years. It's just been doing it for years. I've been yeah. performing for most of my life and been doing stand-up since 2009, so I would hope it look, I look comfortable. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, listen, I can't let you go without wishing you a happy, happy early birthday. I know that you're celebrating a birthday tomorrow. Uh, yes, I am. What do you think you're most grateful for right now in this moment? Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, I'm grateful to be able to perform again. I'm grateful that we can actually be in front of each other again. It was kind of hard not being able to be on stage for two years. Um, and I'm grateful that people are getting a chance to hear more of my voice and that I'm able to get out more of it out there. And I'm grateful for my health and yes. my community and my family and my friends. Yes. Yeah. I'm grateful for a lot. This health a, is wealth. It's been a really wonderful year. <laughs> and as actress, comedian, and writer, Sashir Zameda. Now you can catch her this Saturday doing two shows at 7 and 9.30 p.m. at the Den Theater. Thank you so much for making the time for us, Sashir. Thank you. Good talking to you. For more Reset Conversations from stars like Sashir Zameda and Janelle Monet, to local news that includes what's going on in your neighborhood, tune into this podcast every weekday afternoon when we bring you a new episode. That's all for today. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll have more Reset for you tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.